Welcome beyond our focus. I'm Stefan. This is Amanda, and this is Let's Palaver about the drawing of the three, Chapter Four, The Tower. Yes. For November twelfth, Monday, November twelfth. Yes. We're here. We're handling it. Uh, we decided to add some snacks. It just needed to happen. <laughs> we both were just like we're both hungry. We need to do this. I know it's not normal for this one, but. Foods. It was either this or we'd read hangry, and me guys don't want that. No. No, nobody wants that. We don't want that. So, we are jumping into the fourth chapter, which I did enjoy. I like seeing more of Eddie. Yay. Like good old Eddie. Eddie's, Eddie's a good... Eddie's a good-ish guy. Eddie's a good-ish guy. Is that a bad guy? <laughs> I mean, he's a druggie, as we well know. Nope, that's too far. That's the next chapter. Spoilers. If you can read the next the thing for the next chapter, spoilers. There we are. Why aren't my pages lining up? Well, it's because you're halfway through the book. Yeah, it's not working at all. The thing is wrong. Okay, so the last chapter was pretty much Roland. Got the drugs from him, put them in his world. Yep. Eddie is completely scot-free, except he has markings on his chest and a cut where he poked himself with a knife. Yep. And they have dragged him off to the customs check. We definitely have. That is where we we currently pick up in Chapter 4. It's with him being in the customs area for the last hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes-ish. Yep. He is just sitting in his underwear. Yep. Because they are... They really want to check him. They really, thoroughly want <laughs> to check him. Really, really adamant about it. I, the first note I have is pretty much just how he wrote the first paragraph, like the really short, choppy sentences. Yeah, no, no. The, the first paragraph is very interesting. Yes. I would agree with you. It's just like short, repetitive sentences where you, you can definitely tell it was done for on purpose and for effect, but. Some people can't quite pull it off right, so it sounds like they're, like, fun with Dick and Jane books. And <laughs> no, I think it worked out well. Yeah. It's, it's very different from the rest of anything else. But, like you said, it was very much done intentionally. Mm -hmm. And it, it's a cool little opening paragraph. It says, Eddie Dean was sitting in a chair. The chair was in a small white room. It was the only chair in the small white room. The small white room was crowded. The small white room was smoky. Eddie was in his underpants. Eddie wanted a cigarette. The other six, no, seven men in the room, I mean the small white room, were dressed. The other men were standing around, enclosing him. Three, no, four of them were smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Eddie wanted to jitter and jive. <laughs> Eddie wanted to hop and bop. Eddie sat still, relaxed looked at the men around him with amused interest as if he wasn't going crazy for a fix. As if he wasn't going crazy for, I mean, from simple claustrophobia. And pretty much the other is the reason why he is calm. He's able to just sit still is because the other. And it's at this point he still does not know Roland's name. And Roland... No, I very much marked that yes. in this. He so it was very interesting. Like, oh, finally! Yes. I did have that written down. Um, 
the first thing that I wrote down though was that did did you understand when one of the guys gets mad, he's like, fuck your sense of humor. And he said, another said savagely, and Eddie recognized that tone. It was the way he himself sounded when he'd spent half a night in the cold waiting for the man and the man didn't come. Did you, did you understand any, I, for some reason that didn't. What, the fact that me. the guy's mad, or what no, Eddie no, means no. by the man? By what Eddie means by it was the way he himself sounded when he spent half half the night in the cold waiting for the man, and the man never showed up. I assume the man was his dealer, and that didn't show up to get his drugs. That's my assumption. Yeah, I, That's my natural. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't know if it was something that I missed. Like, I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't like someone actually important. I don't think so, personally. Okay. Well, that was... The only other thing that was, so pretty much they're grilling him, like, hey, what, where'd you get that red mark on exactly. your chest? And That's a very interesting red mark on your chest. Uh, one of the customers said, a cigarette hung for blah, blah, blah. And Eddie's over here, I picked up an allergy in the Bahamas. Because, yeah, that totally looks like an allergy from the Bahamas. Very neat line. What about the hole in your gut? Where'd that come from, Eddie? Publisher's Clearinghouse? It itches. It I itches. fell asleep yeah. on the plane. Mm -hmm. Check this too if you don't believe me. And then says, uh, I've been pretty good about not scratching, but I must have dug myself a damn good one while I was sleeping. Pretty much. I mean, I wrote it down through these pages. Eddie keeps remarkably cool. Yes. And he does keep mentioning that it's because Roland is there. He doesn't know Roland's name, but it's because the other is there. But yes, he does still have his Eddie-like steel. Because I wrote that down was Eddie's steel personality. Yes. But... He knows how to handle people, it seems, very well. Um, on the next page, I have written down Soul Kiss. I thought that was funny. I do remember that particular phrasing. Yes. It says, Give me a break. You were in my face so close to look at my pupils, I thought you were going to soul kiss me. Yeah. You know I wasn't on the nod. So I just thought, I, the first thing I thought of was Dementors. Yes. Yeah. The second thing I thought of was Cats. Not the musical. <laughs> just to be clear. The cats in general, how they eat your soul? I mean, what? <laughs> Cats in general, like how they have, of course, the superstition or the lore or whatever that cats will climb up onto your chest. And I haven't heard this lore. Oh, okay. Well. It just further proves that they are the devil and we should no more should like cat. But cats are lovely. Did you just steal my cup? Did I? Maybe I did. I'll get my own. <laughs> oh, my sweet baby Jesus. Oh. I'm going to take this from you. Well... Don't see, don't really pop open some soda on the podcast, and this is why, right here. Yeah. All right, we just got soda all over me. It'll be all right. <laughs> just a minute. Well, there's not much. I mean, it's just soaked in the clothes. There's nothing you can do at this point. Okay. So, all right. Well, we got 23 flavors of goodness all over me. <laughs> It'll be all right. Ashley, Didn't realize it was a joint to fizz. Shaken, not stirred. Yeah, pretty much. Our mascot is very antsy now. 
Yes, yes. Well, the 23 flavors of a goodness category. I don't even think they say 20. No, they still do. Right down there. 23 Stop authentic blend. No, just say yeah, 23. Uh, authentic blend of 23 flavors. 23 flavors of goodness. Now they blend the 23 flavors in here. I don't, I, they're just lying. I think they just picked a okay, random number doc, out of the air. Okay, Dr. Sweet, you need to stop advertising for Dr. Pepper right now. Well, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I don't drink soda very often. But tonight, it needs to happen. See, Dr. Pepper is my, my, my liquor. Every we're night. kind of off key if you can't tell tonight. Tonight's a little different. It's a. It's It's been a weird day. Um, it's been a pain. We, we've. It, it work has been a pain. We felt like it was Friday all day, but we still have another day of work, which is Whew. um, not to mention we towards the ending of the day we're really craving soup. We started talking about soup, and then by the end of it we're like, well, we we, we kind of don't have time to fit in soup today. We'll do it tomorrow. Did, did not have time today. Either yeah. that would have been great. God, I would have liked this. Yeah. I'm going to have some good ch- broccoli and cheese soup. That's all <laughs> so I want. We're going to go ahead and do that tomorrow. Maybe we'll take pictures or do something funny and silly with that. Um, but because of that, we are now trying to fill a void. <laughs> and that is what you're seeing right now on this podcast or hearing. Pretty is, much. Is us being junkies right now. Mm-hmm. Super junkies just. Right here with Eddie. Yeah. So, um, the other note I have, so pretty much they're still grilling him. Um, every time they come up with something, oh, needle tracks, mosquito bites. Oh, like, um, mosquito bites, not a big deal. I got bit. And then, uh, the next wrote, note I have is about Roland. Or the other. It was that uh, he listened inside. Or, yeah, he listened inside. Meaning, what? Why, why didn't I write this down? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, my next one was more about, um, more dealing with his, um, his uh, oh, Bahama rash. Uh, saying these are uh, 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 I didn't take a shower before I left the hotel Eddie said for the fourth time I was out by the pool getting some sun trying to get rid of the rash the allergy rash I fell asleep that makes sense you get an allergy you get a rash you you get some sun that gets rid of the rash somehow perfect logical sense that makes sense come on what was your Fancy note that you were trying to find. Well, I found it, but it was past that. So I was yeah, yeah, well, that's all admiring I his logic. And then, of course, we find out his true druggy nature, that he was just, you know, hiding it behind, hiding his track marks behind his testicle. He Pretty much like, super high up in his thigh. He quit doing the whole <coughs> arm ones like a month ago. So thank God he's wearing underpants. So he was hiding. Just barely hiding. And uh, after that, like, of course, they're talking about the allergic reaction again. And finally, Eddie gets pissed. Oh, yeah. Because they say, 
Okay. If you're so clean, why won't you take a blood test? I love his response. Yes. And this is my, my note was, Eddie was suddenly angry, white hot angry. He listened inside. Okay. The voice responded at once, and Eddie felt more than agreement. He felt a kind of go-to-the-wall approval. <laughs> it made him feel the way he felt when Henry hugged him, tousled his hair, punched him on the shoulder, and said, You done good, kid. Don't let it go to your head, but you done good. And then Eddie just lets him have it. Oh, he does. He goes all in on them. So pretty much what happened in that moment was Roland, who has been like, it kind of giving him that calm vibe, like, stay cool. However, just just be cool. You can do this. And then when Eddie feels that anger, I'm sure Roland feels it too. And mm-hmm. it's just like, go ahead. You just, just let it. He pretty much just, you know, releases the reins on Eddie and just goes for it. Well, it is a good... Eddie's very meticulous in, uh, in what he says, how he says it. He knows what he's doing. He's very smart in that way. So, he totally goes in on him. And, uh... He says... Bring someone to do it. You want a blood test? Kate, bring someone to do it. They murmured, blah, blah, blah. But if you want to do it without a court order, Eddie said... Whoever does it better bring a lot of extra hypos and vials because I'll be damned if I'm going to piss alone. I want a federal marshal up here and I want each one of you to take the same test. I want your names and IDs on each file. I want them to go into the federal marshal's custody and I want uh, you test uh, and whatever you test mine for. Cocaine, heron, beanies, pot, whatever. I want those same tests performed on the samples from you guys. And then I want the results over to my lawyer. Oh boy, your lawyer? Mm-hmm. That's what it always comes down to with you shitbags, doesn't it, Eddie? You'll hear from my lawyer. I'll sick my lawyer on you. That crap makes me want to puke. And that doesn't make Eddie stop. No, 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 no. But. So yeah, that's a good point, Eddie. I guarantee if they tested all those guys in that room, somebody's going away for something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he, he pretty much, uh, earlier, he mentioned it. Like, he was looking around like, you, you're, you guys are all junkies. I know you're all junkies. Like <laughs> It's just like earlier when we were talking about the pilots. Like, the co-pilot and the navigator <laughs> had all done drugs before or were still doing drugs. It was just the pilot that had taken nothing but aspirin. Yeah. Aspen. Aspen. <laughs> Oh no, don't say that. <laughs> Either way, so the note I put for that entire scene was, of course, Eddie's steel personality. Because you just see it. You see why, if anything else, this would be someone that Roland would need to draw into his group. Mm-hmm. Is because they are grilling him. He knows he's guilty, but he can just sit there and, I'm going to take you all down with me. He plays it well. He plays yes. it very, very well. And he gets rewarded. Mm-hmm. Yes, he gets rewarded greatly because you get someone in here and we'll do a bunch of blood tests or I'm getting out. Now, which do you want? That, that silence again. And when they started looking at each other, Eddie knew he had won. 
Mm-hmm. We won, he amended. Mm-hmm. What's your name, fella? Roland. Yours is Eddie. Eddie Dean. And it's like, yay, we have introductions. Finally, they actually introduce who they are to each other. Yeah. After we've gone through the airplane ride and the, 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 the or in the room. Yeah. Finally, and... So it's no longer the other. It's no longer the presence, the voice. We have Roland and Eddie. Hmm. Though he, Roland kind of slips up sometimes and still calls him the prisoner, but. (laughs) The prisoner. What are we going to do? Is that really? I don't know. Where did I put that? Mine was beard. the eyes. Yep, that was mine, except to the mm-hmm. eyes. I don't know where it's at, though, so if you, you know you're more than oh. welcome to jump in. Well, it's pretty much right above two. That par- the paragraph's right above two. Mm-hmm. Eddie took another step towards him. The customs guy held his ground for a moment, and then something in Eddie's eyes, a crazy color that seemed half hazel, half blue, made him step back again, uh, against his will. Not... I'm, oh, I'm not crying. Oh. I'm caring, not caring. caring, Eddie roared. Uh, quit now. Just quit. Let me... Let me alone. And the reason why I wrote that down is because when he said a crazy color that seemed half hazel, half blue, and then him saying, I'm not carrying, quit now, just quit, let me alone, that sounds more like Roland than it does Eddie. Mm-hmm. Especially the let me alone. Yeah. That's that's more of a Roland term. Mm -hmm. But yes. I think mine's like two pages later. My next note. But pretty much the it's that's the end of that scene. It goes right into them walking. Just walking away. Well, Eddie gets out. Yeah. And then we're immediately the next very next thing we're in a cap. I don't even think it's the next day, but yeah. I'm say the very next scene. The oh, very next thing we go yes. to. Not the next day, the next thing Sorry. we go to. Is Eddie in a cap. Yep, him. You think New we're York being tailed? City. Yeah. Oh, he's being tailed, alright. Yeah, he's being tailed, and he keeps looking back. And so the, the driver's kind of like so. He's kind of curious about it, because that's why most people are sitting there looking back, is because they're being tailed. Yes. He goes, his spiel about... You'll be surprised how many people just jump in and say, hey, follow that car. New York. New York. New York. And he um, particularly pays attention to a certain kind of like pizza van. Pretty Mm -hmm. much. He's he's really curious about that pizza van. He kind of has this feeling about it. What do I get next? But he's just watching, and they're just oh, talking man. about pretty much how he get, just him getting how it was supposed to go. He was supposed to come out, and there was supposed to be a limo driver there. And when he came out, there wasn't. Mm-hmm. And it pretty much was the car driver knew that if he wasn't out in fifteen minutes, he needed to leave. Like he wasn't just supposed to sit there and wait. He was supposed to leave, and so. That means that Balazar probably knew something's up, and of course, the customs people are gonna send people after him. They're not just gonna let him go. 
But that's that's not why Eddie was looking out the window at all. Yeah, that's what it says. Uh, the real reason Eddie kept looking back was the door. It fascinated him. <laughs> because it was following him. Every time, now that he's seen it, every time he looks back, the door is behind him. And he can still see through it. It's mm-hmm. not just a closed door. You can see through it. Through the, he sees the ocean. He sees... As long beast. as Roland is in his world or in his head, the door is there. Open, and he can see into this other world, this other place, the beach. And that's the next thing I wrote down, because it was... It had disappeared on the two occasions when the gunslinger went back without him, and that had been scary. Eddie had felt like a child whose nightlight had burned out. The first time had been during the customs interrogation. Mm-hmm. I have to go. Roland's voice had cut cleanly through whatever question they were currently throwing at him. I'll only be a few moments. Don't be afraid. Why? Eddie asked. Why do you have to go? What's wrong? One of the custom guys had asked him. All of a sudden, you look scared. All of a sudden, he had felt scared. But nothing. But of nothing this yo-yo would understand. No, no, I would not understand what's going on. No. They would say Eddie was insane. Yeah. Which they did think because he kept looking at the wall and... Repeatedly. Yeah. Just looking back behind him at the, the blank wall. You getting the gym jams, one of the custom guy asked? Seeing a few bugs crawling down the wall, Eddie? I know, just a door. Just a door. Well, he was looking at the um, lobstrosities. They looked like a hideous crossbreeding of prawn, lobster, and spider. They were making some weird sound. Mm. Dad a chick. <laughs> Dad a chum. I think it was actually, yeah. yeah. Eddie had to go back to move his body. Yes. Because the lobstrosities were coming up on the beach again. And Roland couldn't be there. We don't want to lose anymore. Uh, no, I think he's lost enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I did write down the whole... Suddenly in his head, he heard David Lee Roth bawling, Oh, I ain't got nobody. We have heard... You, you have heard the song. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was about to say, because it was playing at work for like a year. I've definitely heard the song. Which made him laugh out loud, and that didn't help the customs guy. No, of course. It makes him even crazier. And at one point right here, it mentions that um, he looked back at one point and the angle of the door had moved. It was looking a different direction. And I couldn't remember why. And then, But a couple pages further, it actually explains exactly why the door moved and what's going on with it. Um. So. I know that it disappears if Roland is in his world. Yes, it's it. Completely Eddie looked around again. The doorway had returned. But now it, off- it offered a slightly different view of the world. And he realized that that as it moved with him here, it moved with Roland there. Yeah. I'd forgotten that the door would move if Roland moved. That now it was actually following Roland as well. But now they were, they were linked in a, in a way. Mm-hmm. And that's when he saw the lo- the monsters doing their salute to the ocean. Salute to the ocean. Come but no, um, it said, The thought made him shiver a little. A little. 
It was like being tied to this other by some weird umbiculus. The gunslinger's body lay collapsed, and it's like... So it kind of weirded him out when he realized, that, okay, I'm connected to the, this person, which made him... Of course, look even more crazy because he's sitting there staring at the wall. But I know later he actually starts to think about it, and it does worry him that if Roland leaves for good, that he'll be alone. Like, mm -hmm. it actually worries Eddie. Eddie's taking a very much liking to Roland very quickly. Yes, um... I think my next note is is Eddie getting food. Mine was literally that uh, part three. I don't know how you would describe it. Section three? Because uh, the little numbers. Because yeah, it's not here. chapter. So. Yeah, no, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, three. Um, well, the first thing was that... Uh, I, I mentioned, but didn't write down, Roland's fascination oh, yeah. with how tall the buildings were. Yeah. <laughs> like, so many buildings so tall. <laughs> Nothing he's ever seen in his world. Yes. The closest thing he's ever got was Jake's description in the last book. And he didn't understand what that was. Yeah. Except maybe the mythical city of Lud. Yes. And so then the pizza guy, the pizza truck pulls up finally on them and... That pretty much is how that little section ends, is they turn to face the pizza vehicle. And then it jumps to... We want to back, once again go back yeah. to the next time that Roland had to leave. Yes. And it was over medicine. Medicine and food. He needed something. So Eddie had stopped by and got a few hot dogs and a Pepsi. <laughs> hey. Yeah. And then wondered if uh, if Roland would even like any of the, the stuff he put on the hot dogs and blah, blah, blah. And I have a note right here somewhere because it's close by. Roland's, um, well, yeah. it's actually a little bit further. There's another two pages, but. Mine was actually the next page, and it was um, the customs guys. Because it says um, a couple paragraphs from describing what food he's getting. It said, well, we still have to be damn careful, Eddie said. They've got mm -hmm. two custom guys watching me. Us. Whatever the hell I am now. I know we have to be careful, Roland returned. There aren't two. There's there five. are five. Mm -hmm. I read that was down as well. And then he, as he, then Eddie feels his eyes move and look at these different people. That'd be a weird sensation. But he feels his eyes move. And he catches these people and feels so stupid that he didn't see them. Come on. You're drugged out of your mind. It's understandable. And Roland is, like, trained. <laughs> I do this all, stuff. All of a sudden, Eddie felt five again, afraid to cross the street without Henry to hold his hand. And then Roland interjects pretty much to... I, Maybe to just get his mind off that thought. It's like, don't worry about what's on the hot dogs. I've eaten bugs. Okay, it's, I've eaten it's bugs fine. while they were still living enough for some of them to go running down my throat. It's like, he'll eat anything. He's not that concerned. It's food. I was about to say, didn't we have this conversation? Never, not once. Won't do it. No. 
No, I meant this conversation. I'm pretty sure on what's in the. No, box. we did. We did. Yeah. Oh, we did. I remember. That's why I think our food, our, our very much food related episode. But Eddie responds, "Yeah." Eddie replied, "But this is New York." If Roland's out there eating his world, eating bugs and stuff. I, you know what? He's not concerned about whatever whatever you decide to put on the New York hot dog. Put the Aston on the meat things, then hold everything in your hands. Aspirin. Good. Call it Flutergork if you want. <laughs> he almost says prisoner. He says pro Eddie. Just do it. And this goes on. I don't know how many books him calling it um, Aston. Yes, he, he he never gets it right. He no. always calls it Aston now. Over and over. He never. It's forever. It's that. It doesn't matter. We know what he's talking about. Yeah. Aston, aspirin. I think that's the only time he gets corrected, though. Yeah, I think so. The first time. I think after that, Eddie's just like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. He's not going to say it right. And then he realizes, okay. See, this was the cool thing. Is Eddie suddenly realizing uh, Roland's disability. He's like... That's right. He's not going to be able to actually take the cap off yes. the aspirin. So I should probably just shake some. And he's like, three now, three later. But it's just the fact that he actually remembered or just thought about that. Like, he's not going to be able to open the bottle. No. One, he's not going to understand why it won't open. Probably just break the thing. Exactly. I mean, he doesn't... He's no reason to know what safety kid locks are on bottles. And on top of that, he's missing a couple fingers off one hand. So it's not going to be particularly easy for him to do that. So my next thing was just that I really liked the description of how the food was transferring over. Yes, a drawn-out explanation of how this was disappearing. I thought it was cool, though. It's like, first you could see... The bun through the hot dog. Then you could see the entire counter through the bun. It was just like, oh. Um, I thought it was cool that the cup disappeared before the liquid. So the liquid was literally just sitting in his hand or above his hand, still shaped like the cup. But I thought that was cool. Hmm. My next note soon. Mine was that he liked Roland. Mm-hmm. He very much liked Roland. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, right below him confronting the uh, government agent. Mm. Mine was because um, he says, um, "Eat hearty, my friend." Eddie thought, but was this weird alien presence that called itself Roland his friend? That was far from proved, wasn't it? He had saved Eddie's bacon, true enough, but that didn't mean he was a Boy Scout. Mm-mm. All the same, he liked Roland. Feared, feared him, but liked him. Suspected that in time he could love him as he loved Henry. Eat well, stranger, he thought. Eat well, stay alive, and come back. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the book's really built on a great relationship between... Everyone that's going forward. Yeah. But yeah, but not too long after that. They couldn't find a shirt you liked? Eddie asked. 
I beg your pardon? The black guy turned from the American Airlines departure monitor. He was pretending to study. I thought maybe you were looking for one of those. Please feed me. I'm a U.S. government employee. And he asked and walked on. <laughs> oh, just really, just confront one of them. Yeah, I'm not fooled by you. But what is this? Come on. Come on. Maybe you were actually fooled by him not too long ago. But we're all pointed it out. You're good to go. You don't have... He doesn't know you have this voice in your head. No. He wouldn't understand it anyway. It had been one fuck of an interesting day, and Eddie didn't think it was over yet. No. No, it is not. So then we jumped to Roland's perspective. Once again, he's back out there, crawling up the beach. The door is following him. Him getting away from the monstrosities that wouldn't move more than, what, like, what do you say, like 20 feet away from the ocean or mm-hmm. something? I felt so bad. Because um, earlier, when Eddie was saying that there was only two occasions. Um, and then it said he had disappeared for a while and came back. He's like, I'm sorry I took so long. And it pretty much said that his voice sounded like he was exhausted. And he's like, I had to crawl. I was mm-hmm. like, oh. Roland's not doing good. And during this moment, also he's talking about like, if he wasn't dying before, mm-hmm. he really dying now. Oh, yeah. And he only has, like, he's like, if this doesn't get resolved, some of them, like, like six, eight hours. Yeah. I'm done for. If things went much further, no medicine or magic in that world or any world will make him well again. And then, um, then he looked at the sticky stuff and the devil powder and decided he needed to bring it with him so that the lobstrosities didn't get to it. Mm-hmm. Very much Though so. he did admit it's where it belongs. <laughs> he said, they would scatter the powder to the four winds, which is where it belongs, the gunslinger thought grimly, but he couldn't allow it. So this, nope. this is when you realize that Roland understands what's happening. He mm-hmm. understands how this deal actually has to work, and the only way Eddie's going to survive it is if he still has that powder. And in, he, truthfully, he needs Eddie to survive. Yeah. Because without Eddie's survival, he can't get his medicine. And if he can't get his medicine, he's dead. So no matter how much he may or may not like Eddie at the moment, Eddie is more useful to him right now. He has to play along. He has to keep Eddie safe so he can be healed. Yeah. So that's when he kind of... He gets out of the harm's way and he turns... That's when he has that sudden horrified thought like, Oh my goodness, I left the door behind. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he turns and he realizes that, Oh, nope, it's following me. And it says, Now I take it with me everywhere I go, he thought, just as he does. It comes with us everywhere now, following like a curse you can never get rid of. All of this felt so true as to be unquestionable, and so did one other thing. If the door between them should close, it would be closed forever. When that happens, Roland thought grimly, he must be on this side with me. Basically, Eddie's coming with. Eddie doesn't know it yet. Eddie's coming with. But then, our that entire next page, a good old old friend of ours comes back in Roland's head. Just to fuck with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had that marked. Yes, because I I wrote that down. Oh, God, I hate him. 
It's not him, but it's just a voice in Roland's head now. But still. Because mm. it says... What a paragon of virtue you are, gunslinger, the man in black laughed. He seemed to have taken up permanent residence inside Roland's head. You have killed the boy. That was the sacrifice that enabled you to catch me, and I suppose to create the door between worlds. Now you intend to draw your three one by one and condemn all of them to something you would not have for yourself. A lifetime in an alien world where they may die as easily as animals in a zoo set free in a wild place. <clears throat> and Roland tries to just fight it. <laughs> yes, he's like, the tower. Once, I, once I've gotten to the tower and done whatever it is I'm supposed to do there, accomplished whatever fundamental act of restoration or redemption for which I was meant, then perhaps they... And the man in black's voice in his head just busts out laughing. Like, we know, we, we, I know better, you know better, Roland. Yeah. You're trying to make yourself out to be the good guy. You're not the good guy here. Yeah. Ah, uh, oh, Roland. But God, this creates for such, ah. My next one's not for a couple more pages, so. Oh, and then I put, well, the right, that paragraph was, but the shrieking laughter of the man in black, the man who was dead but lived on as the gunslinger's stained conscience, would not let him go on with the thought. Neither, however, could the thought of the treachery he contemplated turn him aside from his course. I'm gonna throw the fucking book. Roland! <laughs> he will not steer away! Roland! Is more important to him than anything. Period. Only death will stop Roland. Only death. The only other note I had was that he had to roll back through the door. <laughs> Which is sad and all the other things. But He's yes, dying! He, he had to roll. I said, then rolled back through the doorway into that other world. He's dying! I know, but still, it's sad. <sighs> My next uh, one is uh, the sweetness. <laughs> Sweet yeah. gods of sweetness. Yep, my note, next note was Roland and Pepsi. Yeah, see. Woo, Pepsi! The magical thing that is Pepsi. Looked at the hot dog, wasn't really feeling it. Knew he had to take something with the pills. So then he just takes the little... I like the fact that they once again go into the he doesn't quite know all the materials yet. He's not really sure what that plastic lid thing yeah. is. So it was not paper, but it wasn't glass. It was something kind of both. And so he kind of just pops it off and just drinks it. Cough. Apparently he never gave him a straw. I guess not. He decided the straw wasn't worth it. Not that I don't know if Roland would have used the straw. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like his world doesn't have straws, so... But yes, he goes crazy over the sugar and almost chokes on an ice cube. Yep. Roland the gunslinger. Roland of Glee. Uh, dies of ice cube. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, you know, what was it, Bush who choked on a pretzel? Did he? Hmm? Did he? Robin Williams made a joke about it at one point. Oh, did he? Well, I don't recall this. 
I remember the meme forever or oh. of uh, Bush trying to put on a poncho. No. <laughs> no, um, Robin Williams on Live on Broadway, he had a little stint where it was all the tax money going to uh, uh, like Secret Service and security and the pre- the president dies choking on a po- cho- choking on snack food. But, yeah. Only human. Mm. Yes, he, he very much loved the Pepsi. Sweet gods, such sweetness, such sweetness, such. And then it hits him sadly, because his brain is like sweet, 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 sweet. And I want sweet now. And then the dark drink was laced with sugar, even more than Martin, who had been a great glutton behind his grave ascetic's exterior. Had put in his coffee. Mm, coffee. Sugar. White powder. The gunslinger's eyes wandered to the bags, barely visible under the grass. Mm-hmm. He wondered briefly if the stuff in this drink and the stuff in the bags might be the same thing. Yes. And my next note was that uh, cocaine and sugar. Are they the same thing? Luckily, luckily, he went back through that in his head, but... Like, does it make sense for them to be the same thing? We were trying to smuggle this very illegally and get arrested and everything else. And you just and, bought this yeah. open in front of everybody, yeah. Not the same thing. Kind of looked like the same thing. Yeah. Or, at least what I've seen in movies. Don't have any cocaine stashed anywhere to compare. And then, as he's drink, as he realized that, he starts to realize even more so that suddenly he's... He's not shaking anymore. He's he, he's he's not sweating as much. Like was it the drink? Like what was it the medicine? He's just calming down. He's realizing he actually feels better when he just was dying and rolling around and crawling all over the place. Well, I mean, no matter what, Roland isn't one to be used to the effects how we are of actual medicine of headache medicine, aspirin. Anything like, or the sugar into itself and everything else. This is all new to roll yeah. for the most part. And such a large quantity. It's like, you know what? Don't take one. Don't take two. Take three <laughs> for this guy that has never really taken any medicine at all. Yeah. Pop those sucker. So that's probably affecting him like a severe a lot. More so than it would the average Joe. Yeah. Um, and so what I liked was that it was... Um, Pretty much all the same that was exactly what happened to him was still happening. The convulsive shuddering had stopped. The sweat was drying. And then it says, Incredible as it was, it was also an inarguable fact, not just imagination or wishful thinking. In point of fact, the gunslinger had not been capable of such frivolity as the latter in unknown and unknowable decades. Meaning, once again, they're pointing out the fact that Roland has no imagination. Like, <laughs> he, he is not really capable of thinking that no, far is. out. No, he is. Roland put his head back, closed his eyes, and thanked God. God and Eddie Dean. And his aspirin and Pepsi. Which is sad, because that leads right into my next note. But what was yours? No, no, no. I, I, I have like three pages till my oh. next note. So, okay. what have you got? 
My next note was, as soon as he said that, it says, don't make the mistake of putting your heart near oh. his hand, Roland. Yeah. And then it sound, the voice sounded like his father. You know that what he's done for you, he has done out of his own personal need, just as you know that those men, inquisitors though they may be, are partly or completely right about him. He is a weak vessel, and the reason they took him was neither false nor base. There is steel in him, I dispute it not, but there is weakness as well. He is like Hax the cook, Hax poisoned reluctantly, but reluctance has never stilled the screams of the dying as their intestines ruptured, and there is yet another reason to beware. But Roland needed no voice to tell him what that other reason was. He had seen that in Jake's eyes when the boy finally began to understand his purpose. Don't make the mistake of putting your heart near his hand. Good advice. You did yourself ill to feel well of those to whom ill must eventually be done. Remember your duty, Roland. Roland, Roland, Roland. I'm damned for my duty, and why should the damned turn aside? And then that's when he ate the meat popkins. Yes, that he didn't particularly care for as much. <laughs> they were not... The Tudor fish. Mm. He very much enjoyed the Tudor fish more. But it's more substance for Roland. Mm. And if you can eat bugs, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you can choke, choke down the hot dog. And then we go to the pizza vehicle. Yep. The good old pizza vehicle. Where, where, I didn't write down their names. I should have. I did. Cole, Vincent, and Jack Andalini. Jack Andalini. Cole. Is it Cole? C-O-L. Cole. Really Cole. How else are you going to say it? Cole. There's no... That, why would it be Cole? I've seen Cole. I mean, it's just... It, uh. There's nothing to make that an O. I, I mean, there's not like an E tacked on the end for Cole. Yeah, but see call. Why would you name him Call Vincent? I agree with you, but why would you spell it C O L? Because you're different. They're different. I don't care what we call them. It's not really that important. But just say what you're gonna say. No, old uh, double ugly. Good old double ugly. Which is Andalini. Yeah, you would never call it to his face. He's a big, giant, brooding man, and apparently smarter than he looks. His name's Colin. Colin Vincent. So, so call. Uh-huh. Get out. Uh-huh. I forgot. I might have... Re- I, that might have been a part that I just read over. Mm-hmm. You were all fancy. Who was right? I was right. You didn't even ah! know. <laughs> you had no reasoning. I, I did not his name. I, I, well, I was right. Nonetheless. Nonetheless. What was my next note? Little Chum. Little Chum? That was my next note. What he said? He called him Little Chum. And he said, Data Chum? The gunslinger thought in Eddie's mind, and both of them shuddered a little. Data Chum? Oh, the lobstrosities. The evil obstrosities. So pretty much, 
they realize that this Jack guy, Jack and Call. Thank you. Thank you. Had been sent to, you know, bring Eddie. Collect Eddie. Collect Eddie. And uh, Eddie's gonna... like, eh, I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really have a choice, Eddie. And uh, Cole seems very um, adamant that Eddie Eddie's starting to get his his little ju- druggy jitters on, and it seems to make him really happy to know that he, he he's going to need a fix soon. Yeah, Eddie attempts to think about trying to go back up to his apartment where he wants to get his fix. Yeah. Where he's informed, oh no no, Mr. Palazar already had that cleaned just in case. So there ain't nothing up there for you. And then that brings up to brings up to mind. Wait, he shares this apartment with his brother, meaning mm-hmm. if everything's cleared out. Uh, where's Henry? Where is Henry? He said suddenly, so harshly that Call drew back, surprised. Where is Henry Dean? Yes, and that is when Jack finally moves his head because the entire conversation he's staring straight ahead and he's like, hmm. <laughs> Safe. Something safe, exactly. He's safe. They have Henry. Safe. And as soon as he says that... Eddie's going with. Period. It's his brother. He cares for Henry a lot, even though... No, no, no. Eddie starts freaking out. Mm. Like, he he starts... He he does start... It's not, I'm going with. It's not this. It's not that. The first thing he thinks is, I need my drugs. I need my drugs now. Like, I need a fix really bad now. (laughs) Like, this is, this is, and he's, like, starting to panic, and Roland's just quit it. Be cool. You gotta be cool. Quit it, I'll be all the goddamn control you need. You don't understand. He's my brother. I think he says something along the lines, you act like I don't understand yeah. what you're saying. You speak as if it was a word I'd never heard before. Do you fear him? <laughs> uh, yeah. Roland fears no one. Yes. So he calms Eddie down. And Eddie starts bringing his steel personality out again. He's, he's cool. They, they have they have Henry. He doesn't have a lot of choices. He's going to have to go with them. Mm-hmm. He's got to figure what's going with Eddie. He still wants a fix, of course, because he's a druggie. He pretty much is like... Uh, that isn't the way the deal was supposed to go down. He was just supposed to be like... He, he pretty much reminds them that, okay, so... I was just... I'm going to go back here. We're going to get the drugs. We're going to meet up like we were supposed to with my brother. And... Pretty much it says, Balazar thought your brother would be safer with him, Jack said, not looking around. He took him into protective custody. Yeah. And then Eddie goes into his same attitude that he had towards the customs guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just you thank him for me and you tell him that I'm, I'm back, his goods are safe, and I can take care of Henry. Just just like Henry always took care of me. Yeah. And then get in, get, get in the truck. Get in the fancy schmancy... Pansy, pansy. And so, two two guys who look like they're straight out of the 
druggy mafia, pretty much. They are. He's like, stick it where the sun doesn't shine, motherfucker. <laughs> and started for the doors to his building. Just told them to screw off. And then just turned around, turned his back to these two drug dealing mafia guys and walked towards his building. And then he's like, he could have killed Eddie for that. And then he goes into his ranting. Yeah. It's about, he'll tell whoever he wants to shove it up there. Yes, because no one tells me that. No, yeah, huh? Eddie does. Yeah. I want to know, how did he get out of the vehicle so fast? Because it was a short distance, but he had gotten barely halfway when Andalini's hand clamped on his upper arm. Big Andalini. Something you shouldn't mess with. And then, of course, he freaks out. And Andalini just is completely calm about it. He's like, are you done? Because <laughs> Andalini ain't scared of nobody. Okay, Andalene said. He spread his anthropoid fingers and smiled. And when he smiled, two things happened simultaneously. The first was that you saw a charm that was so surprising it had a way of leaving people defenseless. The second was that you saw how bright he really was. How dangerously bright. Now, can we start over? Huh. Because for how big he is, he's still smart. And he is Belazar's uh, right-hand man. So, pretty much he's just trying to calm Eddie down. No one said anything about ranking anybody. Just just give, get in the truck. It's fine. And, uh, or no, he told uh, Call to get back in the truck. Because he kind of saw it out of his corner, the corner of his eye that Call kind of climbed out of the vehicle. He's like, get back in the, get back in the truck, dumb wit. And he... Turns around and gets back so fast he slams his head into the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, justice. Oh, there it was. Yeah, my next note was just, um... A uh, smackhead will do anything. You want to check to see if I'm wearing a wire? Yes, because that was... A, that was one of the things, is that... He was worried that they were thinking... He was caught by the feds, and that he was working for him now. They don't think that. Or at least he says, I know you're not, Annalini said. I got something in the van. It's like a fuzz buster, only it picks up short-range radio transmissions. And for what it's worth, I don't think you're running for the feds. It ain't worth nothing, buddy. It ain't worth nothing. We don't care about your word. But... Before that, is we finally get a full description about how... Like, we've heard small things about his brother. His brother protecting him. His brother beating him up to make him tougher. His brother giving him these weird advi- this weird advice. And just being such a huge part of Eddie's life. And for the first time, we get an idea of how... Badly, his brother is off right now. It's really ain't good. His brother is not in a good way. No. He somehow ended up cutting his hand on an electric can opener. Okay. That's how, that's how bad it, feeding a cat. 
um, because he said, um, if you, because uh, our Andalini said, you think that's bullshit? If you do, you better think about the way Henry is now. Henry's fine. And then in his head, he's thinking, oh, Henry's not fine. Henry's not fine. It said, um, sometimes the kitchen table would be powdery with Henry's leavings, or Eddie would find blackened curls of char in the bathroom sink. Henry, he would say, Henry, you gotta take care of this. This is getting out of hand. You're a bust walking around and waiting to happen. Yeah, okay, little brother, Henry would respond. I got it all under control. All under control. Yeah. And then it says, what he wanted to say to Henry and couldn't had nothing to do with Henry getting busted. What he wanted to say was hen to Henry was, it's look like you're looking for a room to die in. That's how it looks to me, and I want you to fucking quit it. Because if you die, what did I live for? Mm-hmm. Henry is his life. Yes. This is his person, his only person. And so Andalini flat out says, Henry isn't fine. He needs someone to watch out for him. Does he ever? And then, of course, that leads into what you were talking about, the wire and the feds and everything like mm -hmm. that. So then he decides to get in the van. Which he was going to do all along. He just couldn't do it looking like a pansy. I guess not. <laughs> well, that was Rowan's thing. So they are... Heading to the tower. Yes. Headed to the tower, yeah. To the tower. And so then we learn about Balazar, Enrico Balazar. Enrico Balazar. And we also realize that Henry is there. Henry, they huh? do. They do. Well, they very much have Henry. I didn't ever doubt Annalene's oh, no. uh, word that they. No, but it's like they could have just said, we have Henry, and he's, like, dead already. But, no, he, he has Henry. They're sitting there playing a game with him. Trivial, trivial pursuit. And he answers Johnny Cash to everything. Everything is Johnny Cash. And these guys are just laughing. Yes, because like, Henry is, he's, he's checked out. He's checked out. He's way out of it. Johnny Cash. Mm -hmm. Johnny Cash is everything. Yes, because they're like, put, um, set in the posh Washington, D.C. suburb of Georgetown, concerned the demonic possession of a young girl. Johnny Cash, Henry replied, Jesus Christ, that's what you say to everything. Johnny Cash, that's what you say to fucking everything. And Johnny Cash is everything. Mm. Maybe the next one, but I do think there's a point. They ask a, a, a true pursuit question, and the actual answer is Johnny Cash. Like, when in this chapter? Or no, in next chapter. Okay. I don't think it's this chapter. Say. It's not in this yes, chapter. Yes, because I, I want to say... But I remember something like that happening. And I can't remember if he actually answers Johnny Cash, or that's the one time he says something different. But then we learn that Balazar's big thing is building with cards. Yes, he likes to build little card towers. Which is fine. Apparently he doesn't care that they fall over. Except for one time. Mm-hmm. When... Well, he, this guy blew them over. 
that they fell over. This guy was rude. Nope. Guy wanted booze. Balazar, Balazar said no. Guy's like, whew. And that takes was a mistake. Out, yeah, takes out a gun, shoots him in the head. Yeah, it's done. It's over. Makes interesting. Uh, this particular little shot here. Huh. Weird. I think that's a little ahead. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. too. <laughs> Love throwing little images that reference the future of what's going to be happening. Um, but my next note was that of Balazar's words. Which was why he was so calm about the cards falling. You're going to have to go through it. Okay. Like I said, I, I didn't have a lot of time to read this chapter. <laughs> I skipped a little bit, especially towards the end here, about Balazar, because I just didn't care that much about Balazar. So pretty much, he's sitting at his desk. He's building these towers. His his second... Kimi and Claudio? I don't even know how you say their name. Simi and Claudio? I don't know. His his lackeys, pretty much. Yeah. Simi Dimitri... Or Simi Dreto. But there's a little mark that seems like there's supposed to be something before Simi. <laughs> and uh, Claudio Andalini, so Jack's brother. Either way, they're just sitting here watching him, watching his, watching him build his tower. And Balazar looked up at one of them and said, "You see this, Simi?" For every mother who ever cursed God for her child dead in the road, for every father who had ever cursed the man who sent him away from the factory with no job, for every child who was ever born to pain and asked why, this is an answer. Our lives are like these things I build. Sometimes they fall down for a reason. Sometimes they fall down for no reason at all. Because he was talking about how a lot of times... So a drunk guy would walk in and like hit the wall or something. A door would close too hard. The bass would be too loud, and the cards would fall over. And then sometimes, for no reason at all, they just whoo. see me. Sounds an awful lot like another Shimi. name. <laughs> Sounds like good old Shimi. Apostrophe C I M I. See me. I don't. I I'm know. Fine with that. <laughs> Um, and then I have the last paragraph of that section. Of which section? Uh, it would be right above 10. Oh, well, I'm, oh, I'm at 11. Which was, uh, just that Simi is so amazed by these towers that he was building. Mm -hmm. So he said, if he had known how, he would have said, I looked at what he built and to me it explained the stars. So. Pretty fascinating there. <laughs> no, my next one is literally 11. Mm. Very beginning 11 because I have some questions. Because it seems a bit odd. Go right ahead. Well, it's about Eddie's eyes again. Mm. First off, they start speaking in another language. I was going to translate that before <laughs> I got here, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like. Uh, whatever, I'm not, I'm not even concerned. Whatever. I, I see Eddie Dean's name in there. Okay. So pretty much, they pull up to Balazar's place. 
And, and the first note is, or he saw. Oh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. When they pulled the van to Carabello's old place, yeah. Uh, call. Vincent happened to be looking at Eddie and saw something impossible. He tried to speak and found himself unable. His tongue was stuck to the roof of his mouth, and all he could get out was a muffled grunt. He saw Eddie's eyes change from brown to blue. What? I think we've made it pretty abundantly clear Eddie's eyes are not brown. But this is also Call's perspective, so he might not know the word hazel. Okay. They're not brown! We already know Call's not that smart, okay? Just a lot brown. But yeah, this is now officially where we're good old rolling. Slips out. The tower. The tower. The tower, he thought fiercely. It's the tower. My God, the tower is in the sky. The tower. I see the tower in the sky. Drawn in lines of red. Fire. Cuthbert. Allen. Desmond. The tower. The... But this time, he felt Eddie struggling. Not against him. But trying to talk to him, trying desperately to explain something to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie's just like, and then we go over a little bit. He says, "Sign." Eddie was screaming into his head and into the head of that other. It's a sign, just a neon sign. I don't know what this tower you speak of is, but this is just a sign, like the Tower of Pisa. And then. Roland kind of steps back and is like, oh. Oh. I see it now. My bad. My bad. It was a mistake. And then he didn't understand the. He could read everything else except the. He didn't understand the. the. He's like, he saw a T and he saw an E, but the middle one, which he had never seen, Trey? <laughs> the. It doesn't matter. Do you see? It's just a sign. That's what matters. That is what matters. And then, of course, he's like, ease off, otherwise you're going get to get us killed, okay? You're going to end up blowing this before we even get in there. I think it was fine until you saw whatever this tower thing is you're referring to. Be cool. Be cool. Oh, I did note that. It says, then ease off. Do you hear me? Ease off. Be cool, Roland asked, and both felt Roland smile a little <laughs> in Eddie's mind. Be cool, right. Let me handle things. Yeah, call back to earlier in the chapter. Be cool. Just that be cool. Roland smiling again. Well, he smiles occasionally, okay? He's not a soulless man. So my last note was the eyes. Because it seems like the eyes are always getting them into trouble. Because it is. It's the only thing that signifies who's in charge, what's going on. The eyes in their language, but it says, Andalini turned off the motor and looked at him. Okay, it says, Call Vincent finally managed to get his tongue off the roof of his mouth. Jack, his voice was as thick as a shag carpet. Andalini turned off the motor and looked at him, irritated. 
Uh, his eyes? What about his eyes? Yeah, what about my eyes? <laughs> Carl looked at him. The sun had gone down, leaving nothing in the air but the day's ashes, but there was light enough for Carl to see that Eddie's eyes were brown again. They're not brown! <laughs> if they had ever been anything else. You saw it, part of his mind insisted. But had he? Pretty sure he had. Pretty sure. Says, uh, he had really, no one had really believed him trustworthy. Useful sometimes, obedient almost always. Trustworthy? No. Call had even eventually come to believe it himself. Nothing, he muttered. And then says, they got out of the pizza van. Yep, got out of the pizza van. And Tully on the left and Vincent on the right. Eddie and the gunslinger walked into the leaning tower. End of chapter four. Chapter five is showdown and shootout. Dun dun dun. Some fun confrontations. All right, let's see. Let's see. How long is the next chapter? So we know not to wait till the exactly. So we don't wait till the day of to try to rush in. Oh, there's the shuffle. All right, we're looking at from page eighteen to fifty-four. Oh, so thirty-six pages. Mm. So shorter than we just read. A little more manageable. The fifty pages I had to rush through today because I only had an hour and a half, two hours to actually read. How did we want to do the shuffles again? I thought we were just going to read them as a shuffle. Oh, I guess I think they're they also they're they're shortish. Oh. I mean, no, they're, I mean, they're the same length as some of the beginning chapters. Oh, okay. There's 22 pages. So no reason not to just... It'll just be its own week. One week, The next week will be the... Or next week is chapter 5, followed by the shuffle, and then the next chapter. I don't want to spoil what's coming up! The next chapter! I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the next chapter. This chapter, too. It's a good chapter. It's a good chapter. Yay! I like these. But I remember, I think I like, uh, like towards the ending of the book the most. Mm. I mean, this, this is fun going into the world and seeing the reactions is great. But the end of the book, I'm going to say what it is. The end of the book. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know what's going on. They don't, but you know what's going on. Any final mm. thoughts? Um, I don't believe so. I mean, this one... Um, there's a, a lot of things that needed to happen, but also stuff that we was, didn't really need to know. No, it, it's this was it's setting up Eddie's world more. Yeah. Who Eddie is, how he feels about his brother, who he was in debt to, what he was actually doing, who he is as a person. Yeah. And just strengthening the bond between him and Roland. And see, that that I actually liked. I like the fact that, hey, it's Roland and Eddie now, not the prisoner and the other guy. Mm. Um, and I like that they're actually communicating and working together and telling each other, hey, you need to calm down. <laughs> like, yeah, I like any of the interactions in the book at all to deal directly with Eddie and Roland. So much so that I just don't care about the other people. I don't care what you're talking about. I don't care what you're doing. Like the last chapter with the, the pilots and yeah. the stewardess and blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Y'all, get me back over to Eddie and Roland. They're who I'm interested in. It's kind of like when you're watching a TV series and then 
for an entire episode, they focus on secondary characters. And you're like, um, get me back to my main guys. I want to know what they're doing. But if you made a good show, the secondary character should be as interesting as your main character. Should be. If you've done well enough in your show. Yeah. If the only compelling person in the show is the main character, <laughs> you, you done messed up. I mean, some shows are built around that, like like Supernatural. Mm-hmm. They're built around Sam and Dean. That's who. Yeah. You have to like them. They, if you don't like them, you're not gonna like the show at all. And of course, there's other characters introduced and stuff. Yeah. But they are the they are the center. No matter what, that's what it's about. But you have other character uh, shows, more like Arrow or Flash, or they have like an ensemble cast. Yeah. But there's the star of the show, obviously. Yeah. And you're going to like them, but you need the backup characters have to be liked. Well, yeah. I'm. Mean, it's like it's not really. It's not really not about liking them. It's just that, like, say, well, you be. have a team, you have a group, and. They go in two different directions, and instead of, like, splitting an episode where it's, like, mm-hmm. the first half we're focusing on this group, the second half, they make an entire episode solely fixed on what's happening with this group, and you're like, but I want to know what they're doing over there. Yeah, but, again, it's good to have those episodes. Again, if you flesh out your characters enough and people are interested, it's good to see what they're doing, and it helps flesh out those characters more. They need to be intriguing enough so yeah. you care and like and they can continue onward that you don't have to solely rely on the star of the show for things to continue yeah um they they do it a little bit there is an episode in season three of daredevil that daredevil almost is not in that episode at all yeah. he makes like an appearance but the rest of the episode is focused on um uh karen yeah if you remember who karen is yeah the blonde redhead girl she's in the first season she works for I him so. he yeah. saves yeah, her yeah, she yeah, works yeah. for yeah. him and I know you're so far behind. I am. I'm really far behind, and we're way off topic. Wait, no, we we yeah. we we've stumbled. Anyway. <laughs> we've stumbled down what's in the box territory and out of less palaver. <laughs> okay, sorry about tonight, guys. Tonight's <sighs> been a really strange day. Like yeah, it's just... been, it been an off day. It's been an off thing. Hope you enjoyed the episode. We had some food, some munchies, and and a puppy. We went off topic a little bit. The puppies in the episode. It, it's it is what it is. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you liked. As always, you can reach me at Stars Untraveled, reach Amanda at KZ Pup, reach the show at Beyond Our Focus on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, podcast services. We're all over the place. Um, again, I'm always going to try to pimp out a comic. <laughs> at this point, there are, this is Monday, so no. <laughs> there's no, only two. There's only two, <laughs> and we'll have one more come out on Wednesday. So they're posting every Wednesday now. We have two out, and looking forward to getting the next couple out. Really interesting. I'm liking what we're doing and how it's going. So definitely check that out. They're also on pretty much every medium you could look at a comic, including YouTube. So it's everywhere. So please check that out. We're enjoying it a lot. Can't wait to expand that if everyone likes it. Please like, subscribe, comment, all that fun jazz. Anything else that I may be missing? We'll see you back next Monday for the next one. Hopefully. Hopefully. It'll be fun. Awesome. Goodbye, Leaf. (laughs) Till next time! Long days and pleasant nights.